0: Hello and welcome to Ferris Forward. I'm your host, Dave Eisler. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Emily Purton, who is the Executive Director of Ready for Life. Emily, it's great to have you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's wonderful to be on your podcast.
0: So, Emily, tell us a little bit about Ready for Life. What, what, is, what does your organization do?
1: Yeah, our organization is a nonprofit organization that partners with local colleges and universities to provide an inclusive learning opportunity for adults with intellectual disabilities and specifically we partner with Ferris to provide college students an opportunity to have the full college experience, um, even though they have an intellectual disability so it brings in a whole new realm of diversity to Ferris's campus.
0: So. The work that you do is amazing, and I'm, I'm a great fan of the work that you do. How did you get involved with this?
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, yes, I have a special education um, background, and so um, have always been fascinated with um, people of different learning abilities um, and have kind of made my work around that. Um, I also am a mom of two sons with Down syndrome, and so I also believe in building it for them. Um, I got connected with Ready for Life almost uh, 13 years ago now um, as the instructor at their Hope College program. They were looking for a new instructor, and I got connected out there um, to become their lead teacher and then um, became executive director about five and a half years ago now. Um, so I have just been with the organization and have seen it grown from Hope to add on Calvin University and now Ferris University.
0: Well, we're we're really pleased to be your partner. and. But there's, there's an interesting story of how Ready to Life came to Ferris, and it was just a, a chance conversation that that occurred at a at an international banquet. It was a, to raise money for an endowment for international scholarships, and the speaker that night was Dick Gauthier from uh, from Universal Forest Products, and he was seated next to me, and we we had a conversation like parents do. We talked about our children, and so. What I learned was that Dick and his wife had a child who was in this this program, I think I think maybe a daughter. Yes. Uh, yeah. And and so I said, Well, that sounds fascinating. And so you can kind of take the story up from there if you would, Emily
1: well it's it the story on my end is quite exciting to be honest to get a call from um dr eisler is a pretty big call in my book so (laughs) um, i received a phone call from you um saying that you wanted to connect and um learn more about what ready for life does and see if it fits the mission of ferris um and the great part of that was that i spent some time then preparing for our meeting and learning about ferris's mission And how much it connected to what the mission at ready for life is of helping each student gain access to the things that they want to do in their lives, reach their goals, find their place of belonging on campus so that they can grow and learn. Um, We were both on such an even mission track that it was so great to sit down and um, talk about how we could build a partnership from there.
0: And my recollection is that, that our provost at the time, Paul Blake, was very much a part of this conversation. In fact, I think he carried most of the water here at Ferris in terms of setting this, this program up. And so talk a little bit about what Ready, Ready for Life does for, for students that are on a college campus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So really what Ready for Life does is just open the door for students to have that full college experience, to be able to embrace college life and learn in a college setting. Um, So each of our students, we have six students on campus this year. Um, This is our first cohort of Ready for Life students at Ferris. Um, They live in North Hall with other um, degree seeking students. They're taking six credits of Ferris classes this semester. And then they're also taking 10 credits of Ready for Life classes. So we hire an instructor, a special education certified instructor, to then provide instruction in the core areas of what we call transition. So helping them get ready for paid employment and helping them get ready to live on their own. Um, So that core instructor, Sandy Baker, meets with them um, every day in um, the Science Center on campus. And they meet and have their opportunities to um, learn and grow in those classes. And then they also have paid employment on on campus, which has been an amazing opportunity um, for all of our students. Um, The joy that they have from, first of all, serving and learning how to serve, but also that paycheck in their hand is extremely life-breathing to them. Um, And so that's been a partnership that's been amazing too to work with you know, how you guys employ students and how you um, empower them to be leaders on campus. So,
0: when I remember when we were talking about this the program started at Hope and then you moved to Calvin and you know we didn't know as, as a state institution and a larger a larger campus how that would work but you know my observation is that this is off to an excellent start.
1: It has been phenomenal. All six students are growing and learning on campus. Um, they are all in Involved in college um, clubs and activities. We have some that are starting to play intramurals now, and they're really excited about that. Um, they're, Like I said, they're all living in North Hall, and so they're getting that opportunity to really understand what it's like to live amongst others. Uh, that's been a learning curve, as it is for all of us, <laughs> um, but that's been a wonderful opportunity as well. Um, the one thing that we're still looking for for connection on campus is student workers that work with us. Um, so that's been one piece that we're still trying to kind of pave our way with. So if anybody's listening and wants to work with us, reach out. We would love it um, because we, we depend on student workers to help with the after-school support pieces. Um, one of our students is involved in the equestrian team and competes with the equestrian club and has gained some amazing points for Fair State University. She's such a good horse rider. I don't know what you call an equestrian person.
0: <laughs> well, and I must confess there was a time when I didn't know that we had an equestrian program, but I do know that we have that and it actually does, does quite well. But I think the thing that seems so remarkable to me about this is that you bring these students here, you set up an environment where they're around any number of other college students they're in our college environment they they've moved away from home for the first time in their lives and so lots of changes there but you seem to be able to make this work and to help students succeed in this
1: we really spend a lot of time with our students helping them understand all of those interpersonal skills that they need to be successful in that environment um, it's, it's a lot of teaching, a lot of learning, a lot of pouring in, um, our social worker on staff has helped with a lot of that transition pieces as well. Um, we have some, we have one student who's from out, out of state and so he has no family close by. And so he's really learning how to be as independent as possible. So,
0: Well, I'm very impressed and we need to work at finding you some student employees, but what I can tell you is. That we're struggling across campus to find student employees. So this this is a characteristic of this particular year at the university. And I think it's especially significant that you've been able to, to start this in the midst of COVID. Uh, and on our campus, we've had a very we've had great success up to this point with COVID. As we're taping this, the you know, the numbers are in terms of adults in Michigan hospitals is at an all-time high. And, the number of active cases on our campuses is like 21. So we've been able to set up a safe environment, but it feels different when you're walking around with a mask and there are other expectations. So that, that's that been an added challenge to this at this time.
1: Absolutely, it's been an added challenge for our students as well, um, just with how to, how to adapt to that component of college life. Um, Mask wearing can be very challenging for some of our students. Um, Mask wearing is challenging for all of us, but when you have sensory needs on top of the regular challenge of it being, you know, hard to keep something on your face, um, that's been an added challenge. So we really had to work with that and help the students understand the value of why it's important to be in person. Um, And to be in person, you have to wear that mask. Um, And so that's been a great learning opportunity on our end. Help them understand the reason behind why we're doing the things that we're doing to stay safe.
0: And the good news is that on our campus we we have very good compliance with masking. and I and when I talk to our students, they're probably willing to do just about anything, but they don't want us to send them home. they, right. they want they want to stay on campus and so that's that's what we're after here.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and we're thankful for that because our doing the ready for life program, remotely is not the same value. The um, living and being amongst others brings so much more value, so.
0: Well, I'm delighted we didn't try to start this a year ago. And this was this was the right time to do this. And I'm glad to hear that your students are, are engaged with intramurals and hoping some of the students are maybe coming to some of our athletic events because we're having amazing athletic success uh, at Ferris this fall. And really some extraordinary sports teams are going on here also.
1: They are. They have all gone to football games this year and rooted on Ferris um, in their winning season. Um, And we have some that are helping out with the hockey team. So that will be really exciting too as the hockey team begins to compete. And yeah, they really enjoy that piece.
0: Well, that's that's a great way to be engaged. And it's it's a completely different environment than the classroom or the residence hall. And you get to connect with people in different ways. Now, You've been involved with Ready for Life for quite a time. And you've watched what this does for students. What is what what is the what happens for a student who gets engaged in this program and and succeeds at it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Our outcomes are really student focused. Right. And so each student has their own individual goals that they're working toward, and it's ready for life's job to help them reach their goals. So it takes scaffolding and breaking things down for them to be successful. The number one thing that I see out of every single student that I promise you we don't teach, there's no classroom content necessarily that we teach on this, is confidence. Um, When they're accepted to Ferris State University and they're an enrolled student who's living in the dorm their head goes from down to up. There's pride in that. There's um, honor walking across campus, knowing that you're, you belong and you're part of Ferris State University. That's the number one outcome that I don't teach. <laughs> it just happens naturally. The other piece that we see, is a huge gain in a comparison between students who um, stay in their local transition programs versus students that come to the college inclusion program is um, an increase in maturity. And they're around their typical peers, and their peers are, you know, kind of guiding them along to be mature and to act as an adult or a college student acts. We see our students follow suit with that as well. Um, so those are great outcomes that are more personal in nature. So many of our students, though, are employed and living independently, which are the two main goals of our students as they graduate. Um, so 75% of our students that have graduated from the Ready for Life Academy program are now employed. Um, that's huge, above the national average, which is about 21% for an an adult with intellectual disabilities. So we're really proud of that accomplishment. But we want to get it to 100%, so we got a little ways to go. <laughs>
0: that, is, that is wonderful work. And what I can tell our listeners is that, you are just a wonderful advocate for, for these students and for your program. And you know, I know when when I began to connect you with people on our campus, that they, they walked away every time from, from those conversations, being impressed with you, the work that you do. Uh, what, what's most rewarding about this for you?
1: It's seeing the students be successful. Um, as an administrator, as you know, you start to hear the negative a lot, Um, And I have to keep reminding my staff, I need to hear about the wins (laughs) so that you remember why you do what you do. Um, It's, you know, the phone calls I receive from students who say, hey, guess what, Emily? I got a job today. That is the most rewarding piece I could ever, ever receive. That's what this is all about. Or, hey, guess what? I'm not going to move back home with my mom and dad after I graduate. I just signed a lease for my own apartment that's rewarding right those are the pieces where you know you've hit success um one of my all-time favorite stories is getting a phone call from a young man who said you'll never guess what and i was like what he's like i got asked to be in one of our mentors weddings i'm standing up for him because i'm his friend that is life breathing um that's what keeps me going that's what continues to give me chills um, and that's what makes me push to do this for my kids. I want my kids to have that experience.
0: So. Wow, that 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 is wonderful. And thank thank you for sharing that story. So, what what what's next for us at Ferris? Are we working on a next cohort? What what is what what happens next year?
1: We are. So we actually had a visit day on October 22nd and we had 16 prospective students attend the visit day, um, which is phenomenal. We have six open spots for next fall. We hope to have a class size of 12 for next year. And so that's our next step is getting those next, um, that next group of freshmen in and um, engaged in campus life. And then taking our current students, cause it's a two year program to that graduation point. So um, it seems just unbelievable to think that we would be thinking about graduation for them when we're just through their first semester. But with a two-year program, we're already thinking about that final step for them. Um, one thing that we're really excited about is getting our students to live a little bit more spread out across campus. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not all in North Hall, but they're um, you know dispersed a little bit more across campus, so they meet more people. Um, so that's a next initiative that we're working on as
0: well. I'm certain we can help with this. And- now, I'm very appreciative of the work that you've done to make this happen at Ferris. So, you know, if, if a person's listening today and maybe they want to get engaged with the program, perhaps they want to help here on campus, or if perhaps they have a son or daughter that they, they might want to consider for this program, how, how do they get in touch here?
1: Yes, the best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website. So that's um, RFL Network. Org. And there's a contact us page where you can reach out and the, the email comes straight to me so I can reach out in that way. We are also on Ferris's website. So if you get to Ferris's website and you search ready for life, you will find all of our information there as well, um, which is exciting as well to know that we are just part of Ferris, um, that we're not just a separate um, piece, but we are part of the everyday university. So those are two ways to get in touch with us, um, and we would love to hear from you. Student workers, we pay well, we pay for training, and we're really fun to work with. <laughs> I'm going to
0: keep fucking it. <laughs> Emily, we need to do a YouTube video with you for, for that. that. That would be fun to put together, don't you think?
1: Yes, that would be wonderful. I'd be more than happy to do that, for sure, definitely.
0: Emily, I want to thank you for, for joining me today. My guest today has been, been Emily perton who is the executive director of Ready for Life. And, and I think anyone who listened today is in awe of the great work that you do. Thanks for being with us, Emily.
1: Well, thank you so much for having uh, me. And thank you, Dr. Eisley, for trusting Ready for Life to bring students to your campus. Um, we're just so pleased with the relationship. And um, thank you for believing in the program and believing in the students. Um, your dream has brought success for so many of
0: them. So thank you so much. You're most kind. I think I think that your organization is doing the heavy lifting here, but we do the same thing is we try to help young people be successful. And so we do exactly the same things. I want to thank you for joining me today. This has been Ferris Ford, and I'm your host, Dave Eisler. Please join us on our next broadcast. Thanks so very much.